0: Welcome, my beautiful sister. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so happy to connect with you again. such
1: a pleasure. And for all of my beautiful Flourishing Goddess TV subscribers, and those of you who are new arriving here, welcome, welcome. I am so delighted to offer you something so sweet and special and magical. My very first sacred goddess talk. This interview with a fellow beautiful soul sister, uh, for those of you who are part of the Flourishing Goddess community, you know, my loves, that this is a space of remem- remembering the goddess, the divine feminine, and honoring her within ourselves, within each other, on our planet, and as the goddess, and one of the sacred gifts of the goddess is sacred sisterhood. That we women are here to celebrate each other, learn from each other, sit together, Um, even in leadership that we sit in circle, right? That there's no hierarchy and that we are here to really learn from each other, lean in on each other and support each other and be inspired by each other. So it's been my intent for a very long time to begin to open this space up for bringing in my fellow soul sisters. And it's now this divine time and I'm so grateful and blessed that my very first guest to grace us is beautiful Shireen. I've been so inspired by Shereen's Instagram account. That's how I got to know her, Law of Positivism. And she creates the most magical posts every single day that are made with so much love and beauty that are about the goddess, the divine feminine, uh, astrology, inspiration, you know, meditation, chakras, just there's so, so much magic there uh, that... When if, And I definitely hope that you'll follow her, but her posts are so good that, you know, with Instagram, when you finally come to her post, it's like you're done. You know, I, that's what I shared with you is that I feel like I don't need to scroll anymore because I always feel so inspired um, and uplifted and supported. And it's like you're so connected, my love, to what the message and the theme of the energy of that day is for the collective. It's my honor to share your wisdom with our community today and we're going to be opening to talking about the goddess, the divine feminine, feminine wisdom. so you can connect with her my loves in a more uh, embodied way through my sister's gifts and wisdom and what she'll have to share. So I hope you'll be open. I welcome me to grab a cup of tea and just join in, get cozy. And let's open to receiving our beautiful sister's wisdom. And I'll just share your more official bio, uh, my love, just so that everyone knows who you are. So Shereen Oberg is a Hatha yoga and meditation teacher, founder of the Beautiful Law of Positivism Instagram and podcast. And she's studying in her last year at Chinese medicine program at, I hope I say this correctly, Acupuncture Academy. Is that correct? (laughs) Academy or academy, yeah, okay. And is that Swedish? Yeah, that's Swedish. okay. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank and you. she has a passion for healing through yoga and mantras and is a Reiki uh, level three practitioner. She's an intuitive and she loves to guide people and others through deeper healing into their bodies and souls. She's a devotee of the goddess and a doula, and she helps women in all paths to heal and transform. So we're so blessed to have you here with us, my sister, and I'm so, so glad that you are here. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, thank you so much for that lovely and beautiful and welcoming presentation from your heart and uh, yeah, like everything, I'm just like a mirror to you because <laughs> you're just mirroring yourself and I'm so grateful that that our paths crossed. We we should be so grateful and yeah excited about these times when we can connect like this because Mm -hmm. if we didn't have instagram uh, or any social media we wouldn't have Maybe we ha- would have crossed paths somewhere. Maybe I think heaven. it was
1: divine destiny, but I am really <laughs> grateful for this technology <laughs> that yeah. brought us together. <laughs>
0: uh, it's like multiplying everything, yes. like our consciousness that is growing, and we're like expanding and and just erasing boundaries. So mm. I'm so grateful. Like when after our conversation on the podcast, I'm I I just feel like okay so another another sister that i can really like yeah we can just we're, we're on the same path and we're we have the same passions and that's what unites us all like you said we're like we're one womb together yes. so. oh so beautiful so
1: i would love to hear from you my love if you could share with us what has been your journey to the goddess and the divine feminine <sighs>
0: Well, I would say it was a long journey. Um, I remember uh, throughout my childhood and my teenage years that I, I, I was always connect. I, I was very highly sensitive, mm-hmm. which I know now, but I I, I don't think I, anyone knew it then. But I was a lot like in my inner world, and I was quite shy, and and I used to, yeah, I used to just love to be with myself and and throughout my teenage years definitely like I got into more spirituality and um, I started sensing that there's so much more than what we can see and and that we can explain with words I started sensing things I think I definitely tapped into my more Psychic abilities, then, and I I had that sense even when I was a child. I could feel like the energy and the spirits and everything. So that's how that started. But I mean, it wasn't like many of us haven't grown up in a culture where where we are talking about the goddess. We're Mm -hmm. talking about more the divine masculine, which has. Where we have lost the balance, right? So, I think I always felt that I want to live in devotion. I even like contemplated, like, should I become a priest or a nun? But it wasn't anything like like the standard religions that we have. Like, the, the, it it wasn't th- that which I was. I, I didn't feel it. It really resonated with mm-hmm. me. Um, because if something was missing, I felt, and also growing up, I felt very suppressed in my feminine because i wasn 't allowed to be and fully grow into a woman in my teenage years, and that 's mm-hmm. due to cultural upbringing, just as you and and um, I felt like that 's when body shame started and 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 not feeling enough and we grew up also in a culture where um like when we when used to watch tv like the women were super skinny and and looking in in a certain way like models and 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 that's not reality of the woman out there and and the goddess like that's not how our body is i mean we all have different bodies yes. we should be showing all bodies i think that's getting better i mean 15 16 Mm -hmm. 17 years ago we didn't have the diversity so um i think it started there but i wasn't really i wasn't really introduced to it i went through like my spiritual journey really accelerated so it was like you know like this for a couple years and i was like interested and i was studying astrology and i was always into like paulo Coelho's books and you know loving all all like life's mysteries i was i i grew up watching like uh, sabrina the teenage witch and B-wish yes and all. <laughs> yes back then i knew so <laughs> um and, then, and like we were joking how we're,
1: we're so witchy today that we're wearing <laughs> our black for some reason and yes got the we, witchy, witchy vibes going on
0: <laughs> exactly yeah it's so rare i don't i i rarely use black, especially when it's getting like mm, spring where rarely have black items but yeah we we synced uh, t- uh, through energy
1: and, and thankfully the witch archetype even though it's been shown in many different ways, at least it's been one of the aspects of the feminine that has been in part of pop culture. So at least, you know, in our times, in our generation, growing up there was, um, you know, some feminine representation of the divine goddess in her aspect as witch. So I'm happy that you had that. So you did always have that little bit of a connection. And so I'm curious when you're on the spiritual path, when did she call you?
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. it came from nowhere because I actually didn't have that much uh, knowledge or wisdom about it. I was at I was in Thailand for my yoga teacher training and we did a beautiful um shamanic drum journey where I honestly never like I, I always knew there's something I, I used to say the universe or like God or like the highest spirit, but I never had the connection like directly goddess like that wasn't I I, I didn't have that consciousness yet and I w- I went into this shamanic journey where you go into um it's when when they're drumming the shamans are drumming it's like you went when go into a trance state but it feels like a meditation so it's not like something to be afraid of and then she asked us to first go down because also shamans work a lot with the earth and going down because otherwise we're just working up 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 Mm -hmm. we also need to go down and there we should she said we will meet our animals spirit okay or our spirit animal actually and i have since i was a child dreamt of uh like all these cat animals like lions and like i i, I used to dream that i was in a savanna uh, and like in the desert and this like herd of animals were coming <laughs> to me or i was in a city and they and it's like completely empty and they used to come but i was always afraid but i met this a beautiful lion in this uh, journey and I, I just had a deep connection and it felt like it was also connected to my past life okay. when I was because this felt like somewhere in the African continent mm. uh, where I, I was very close to animals uh, and then uh, after this session we did another session and we should go up and meet our spirit guide and the spirit guide could be someone that you know that has passed it can be a human it can be an alien it can be anything and i've never connected but i remember these sessions were so intense i could physically feel and hear the spirits that was in the room because oh, wow. this woman this wise woman marina from marina yoga in in thailand she has a beautiful ashram there she's been working with this so many years her wisdom and her work with spirits are so amazing and the session was so intense and the the journey took me upwards to meet my spirit guide and i didn't know what to expect and i had been working with angels I, i i didn't i don't know what i was expecting but it took me up on a high plateau in the mountains and it was actually an eagle that came and picked me up there and it was like just clouds like the clouds were below us and it was so beautiful and when this eagle dropped me off and landed it turned into a woman with eagle wings and I'm like okay and I was like looking because I was laying down and I was looking at this Tall woman and uh, the guide, the, the shaman asked us to ask the name like over and over until we get the name and also ask about a question or something that we need to know. And, she, and the the eagle woman came, but didn't let me ask anything because she was playing with me with her wings and oh. like surrounding me with it. and I'm like, the wait, I need to it was it was so vivid. it, it felt like I was there like physically. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, she said the name, I, I was like Ishtar or Ishtar. Mm. And the only time I've heard that name was, when I was young, I had a friend called Ishtar. It was when I was five or six. And then I asked her questions. She didn't tell me who she was. She was telling me what I need to do. And that was to nurture the world. And because she's nurturing also the world. So we channel her. And yeah, that, that was a beautiful. And, and after the session, the shaman also confirmed that she had seen her also because the shaman can kind of journey with you as they're drumming and, and journeying. And I had to look it up. So I just Googled the name and then Ishtar came up with her wings and the lion and everything. So I was like freaking out. (laughs) And I'm like, how can I not know? Because this is like ancient like Ishtar or Inanna, ancient Babylon, Sumeria, that's where I'm, like, that's my roots. So. Those are your roots.
1: Those yeah, are your how roots. could I yes. not know
0: about this? So I started... Because studying. we're
1: not taught, but she's still with you. And she was there with you all along as a beautiful divine guardian. And what a sacred reunion that was. And, and what a blessing that someone, this beautiful uh, practitioner, was it, priestess, you know, was mm-hmm. able to hold space mm-hmm. for you to have this... I I don't think it's like a connection for the first time. I always feel it's a reuniting and remembering and our truth and our connection to the goddesses. So what a beautiful way to connect with her. And I'm sure that facilitated the beginning of the journey of connecting with the goddess and the divine feminine. And Mm -hmm. I'm curious as to, you know, for our listeners, when oftentimes uh, I work with women, you know, they usually the path is they first discover that they're a sensitive soul. And Mm -hmm. that's very empowering, because you know, we tend to go our whole lives feeling a little different. um, And Mm -hmm. sometimes maybe we're even told you're very sensitive. And we are kind of living in a different world. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. So usually the path goes that first, it's just such a beautiful discovery to know that you know, we are highly sensitive. And then as we get into the spiritual path, the goddess begins to open up as well. And similar to you, I actually did connect with angels uh, before Mm -hmm. I did with the goddesses, uh, or at least as directly with the goddesses. Mm -hmm. And once the goddesses come in, they just reveal uh, so much ancient wisdom that I feel is in our roots, uh, maybe based on our own lineage. But I think Mm -hmm. just as a woman, you know, we we carry these collective codes inside of us. So I'm curious to hear from you uh, because our listeners would probably really appreciate this when they begin to discover the goddess. Sometimes they're wondering, okay, now that I know about the goddess, how do I start connecting with her? What are a couple of my first steps? You know, they might Google her. They might like get my book, Goddess Reclaims, and I, I like to give usually in my you know work a lot of. Tools, practices, meditations they can do. But that's uh, one of the first questions. So I would love to hear from you, your wisdom, what guidance you might have, maybe based on what you have learned that they can begin to connect with the goddesses once they Mm -hmm. find her or she finds them. Well, I mean, she always finds us, but once we reconnect with her.
0: Yeah. I mean, I see it when you get the connection, that's one initiation. So you have to see it as, a path where there's no beginning or end in truth because um, you're in it you you were born from a womb that was your first initiation then you go through steps in life maybe you go through like really terrible horrible things in your life or really just feeling like yeah like you're an alien sometimes that's also initiations and then when you meet her, you you're so, you can't be like uncertain about it. You feel it like deep, like, okay, this has come to me for a reason. Sometimes it doesn't sink in. It takes time. For me, it took time. It's like, okay, she came, she appeared. The message maybe took me years to understand what she was telling me because back then I wasn't open to hear it, but she still told me. And what happens is that the best thing is to be with whatever you get the first time and to start, when she comes to you, she's, she's telling you to connect with yourself first, mm. like connect. Okay, you, you can, if, if we look like, if we take it like this, when you're trying to learn something from a logical point of view you're using your masculine and your young and I'm like that I love to study and, and read I've been like that my whole life but also let it, letting it sink in and just be with it in a passive way fill yourself up with with the knowledge and information and then let it sink in for a while and we don't need to do so much to can like see it as as your right and your. are like natural state to be in communion with her because you have probably served her for many, many, many lifetimes. Mm. Maybe you have, this is just a remembrance, like you said. And uh, as you go and you connect deeper with yourself more and more, either deities or goddesses or spirit guides, like Mary Magdalene came to me as well in, in a beautiful, also as a spirit guide. Um, and and they come and they initiate you again in like deeper and deeper, and we will have experiences in life that will initiate us deeper. So we we should always know that the path of the priestess or just the being in devotion is can be also be very tough. So we are constantly reminded if we're going off track that okay you have to come back and to to be with within yourself so Mm -hmm. connecting with your body with your womb and also know if you are suppressing anything in your feminine Mm -hmm. which we all are I think we are still it doesn't
1: and I would love to actually delve a little deeper into that because of your work as a doula and a yoga teacher and you really get to work with women in their bodies and very specifically in their wombs Um, what do you find is some of the ways that we get challenged in reconnecting to our divine feminine shakti, our pleasure, our power to create, our womb wisdom um, in the woman that you work with? And then what are some things that we can do to heal that, clear that, and reconnect with the the gifts of the goddess within our body temples?
0: Mm. Yeah, that's a beautiful question. There's so much, but it starts with, going deep within ourselves to uh, discover what are our blockages and what are we conditioned to think and believe because our thoughts are really powerful and it creates emotions and it yeah it creates our life so I think one of the important things for me was to go into like my own what do you call it where the nuns nuns live like the the my own temple mm. which was actually I had to go inwards a lot to to like it, 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 we're so different all of us but for me it was a time years of spending time with myself and to harness self-love uh, and that came from working with everything that I was believing about myself that wasn't true it was negative and I didn't accept myself and my body, and and I just wanted. I was very much in the masculine, like we were. We were all taught to be in the masculine, which mm-hmm. means that we have to achieve, we have to work, we have to do this and that. And one of the things that are really, really important is that you can't continue doing things in your life that you are not comfortable with or that you are not feeling like this is your divine purpose and you know that when you're doing something that you love you you're happy if you if you're in a job where you feel miserable or around people or having relationships that make you feel like yeah just just not in, at your highest potential then you know it's not right for you. And that can take time. It can take years to realize, okay, this is not serving me. But that is how you move closer towards the divine feminine is to to take a step back instead of just pushing and pushing. Because it's like this life has not been given to you to live up to other people's expectations because mm. the world is not... Ooh, and- now I'm just feeling Lilith come through. <laughs> like the world is not healthy like we have been we have been plagued for a long time like when we read about history like for me history was a joke even when i was 18 years old i was like why are we reading about wars Mm. that men have caused and and acted out so it's like we we are already in a strange world so why do we conform to that mm. and and i think one of the most important things is also to connect with other sisters and women are really like the work that we're doing is so accepted now yes. and first of all and this is the thing many of us have had past lives which were not so great When no, we were, we've been
1: burnt at the stake persecuted yeah. Tortured, punished,
0: yes. And I think maybe that's one of the
1: reasons we both felt called for a block today is I think we're really reconnecting and honoring that we are the witches, the wise women, the healers, the priestesses, the medicine woman, the midwives, the oracles, and we're reclaiming that uh, in this safe and sacred space. Now, interestingly, even on YouTube, uh, you know, I will sometimes get comments. I do filter them. My rules are the comments have to be respectful just as per YouTube's guidelines, but I've been called a witch in a very, not, not in a, in a loving way, you know, in like a very, you're going to go to hell. Mm-hmm. This is Satan worship, um, you know, mm-hmm. just people feeling really triggered and angry about women coming into our power, yes. and so I, I would love to ask. Um, you were saying about how one of the steps is to get unstuck from where we're conforming, but. Mm-hmm. One thing I've learned on the path, uh, and this was my journey when I was coming out, you know, and sharing my sacred work in the world, there was a lot of fear in the beginning of exposing. and there was this fear of like they're going to catch me and, and hurt me or punish me. and I and explored where that came from, a past like where I was burnt as a woman. Um, but when women have some fear or ambiguity around, coming out of the spiritual closet or maybe not even necessarily that leaving that toxic corporate job, leaving that relationship where sometimes it actually unconsciously feels safer to be there than live fully in our power and shine uh, and come out. What guidance would you have for women who are feeling a little, um, scared or don't know how they can take that leap?
0: Mm, Yeah. I think we limit ourselves so much. That's why we create this false sense of security. But when we really take this step, it it really is liberating. And oh, it may, maybe the best thing is to like, because there's also different stages on this path. Sometimes you just know what you're doing is not right for you, but you don't know what else
1: mm-hmm. you want
0: to do. And when you take time to practice, like you you start living in a devotional way to yourself like see yourself mm. as your highest uh, goddess of everything like how, how can I serve yes yeah, serve yourself can how, you say that again
1: for everyone please because I just want everyone to soak that in
0: yeah just how, how do you put yourself first and how can you serve yourself and and put yourself first mm. that's when you like start really integrating your your highest potential it's it's so hard to to um do that when you're you so feel- i'll
1: share with you um, with the woman that i work with when they get to that point where they say okay i'm going to commit to myself the mm-hmm. one of the greatest blocks that comes up is around not feeling that i'm worthy that i deserve it who am i so mm-hmm. have you encountered that on yourself and the woman you work with and what guidance can you share from the divine feminine in a gentle and loving way because sometimes i found even the spiritual community is very masculine like you know you've got to affirm it out of your head or you know what i mean visualize it away and i think uh the feminine can be a lot gentler so i'm just curious what guidance can you give when we going to devote myself but the fear Mm -hmm. comes up the lack of Mm self-worth comes up the doubt comes up uh, from the from your own journey what can we learn yeah,
0: yeah and i i want to also say uh, i agree that a lot of these spiritual practices have been very masculine mm-hmm. and created by the masculine it doesn't matter which country or which mm-hmm. which uh, spiritual path it comes from but it's like okay now i have to think like this and now i'm gonna sit like this and uh, i mean it's a
1: lot of perfectionism and i feel like as a woman we you know like for example sometimes in my meditation i just want to move or i don't want to have a still mind my mind i'm off with unicorns and goddesses and the skies and magical lands and for me those are real realms and i don't want to just wash my thoughts sometimes that's helpful um and the masculine is beautiful right because it can hold the container it's the Hold space, you know, the erect spine. It helps us to breathe beautifully. So it's, it it has its gifts for sure. And I and I do honor the sacred union of both. But yeah. I feel like whenever we're out of balance, that's that's when it can be a disservice to us.
0: Yeah. The problem is that we've only had that. So mm-hmm. when we're practicing like physical yoga, which I also teach, yes. which is a great, like way to clear your body, clear your mm-hmm. mind. But also coming into like, for example, dance, where you get that Shakti power and Mm. curviness and not like this. Everything Mm -hmm. should be great from this point to another. But back to your question. Yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This is a woman.
1: We're going with the flow. (laughs) We're
0: going like this. (laughs) So, yeah, back to that question is everything has to do with self-love again so the worthiness if you yeah one of the fears and which i also experienced when before taking a step into the direction which i'm on now was that i have to be like in in sweden we say like the good girl like how to be a good girl you have to like yeah you study you get your job you you perform well, you stay late if you need to, like all of that, and then you start feeling, but how how can I, yeah, be worthy of doing something that I love without other people judging me? So sometimes, like that's also the part of the process, like how can you stop caring about what right. others think about you? Because that's, that has nothing. I think to- I
1: literally have a video that with that title. <laughs> because it comes up so much for us women especially thank you for bringing that up yeah and
0: why are you feeling that you have to be good for someone else and not yourself like why do you need other people's approval so there's so many layers but but yeah i think i see it in so many women now are shifting like what am i doing like Mm. everything that i've studied and worked like it's not we are waking up yeah there's a major awakening so what have you found that can help
1: us through that process are there any like a one or two tangible things especially because you teach yoga and you work as a doula and you do all this beautiful body work and yoga as well you know i did yoga training thailand another reason we are soulmate sisters (laughs) so much in common on our path but uh, i was blessed to have a beautiful goddess who taught us um very 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 feminine and heart-centered but she's had a background in like Ashtanga, uh, you know, and just like there's, you know, yoga can become very masculine as well yeah. uh, and rigid. So I'm curious, like how can we women heal some of the mental, emotional, energetic blocks around self-love, self-worth, mm-hmm. freeing ourselves, not caring what other people think? Through mm. some body work, with some some shakti work, some breath work, yeah. as I know you love. So I want to yeah. hear a couple of juicy goddess tips yeah. from you for our beautiful listeners. So they can and
0: and something that has really been huge for me this pa- these past weeks, when we actually are in really godless times, is yes. that something that I had a passion for since I was a child which was dancing and which I did for many, many years, even before yoga. That's like, that's also why I loved it so much is because I I could use my feminine energy and channel it and ground it. So like just, and it doesn't matter how it looks, right. just like, it, that's one of the ways like that I feel like fully in my divine feminine. It's not when I'm doing physical yoga when i do physical yoga it's a lot to like calm the mind you know the mind the the more young and and calming that and i i've used yoga to clear all of my blockages there's so much like the physical part of yoga but you can take walks in nature and Mm -hmm. also do that so because I know that yoga like I, I always prescribe meditation and yoga but that's not for everyone either sure. and when, you, when you use dancing or any type of movement that feels good for you you go into your true like feminine essence mm-hmm. you can there's so many videos on youtube that you can do maybe we can do a dance video here like there's so much you can do and it's really connecting yourself with your womb that's another practice like mm-hmm. how do, how does it feel to just sit and have your hands on your womb space mm-hmm. and and just connect with your pelvis your pelvic mm-hmm. area your heart your like also i think it could be beneficial to be in sister circles like being in yes. circles and sharing yes. and hearing it's others so stories. magical yeah, yes. you connect because you have the same you you meet so many like-minded women yes and then just to
1: share right now we know in these times a lot of us can't get together physically but we can gather virtually oh. uh, until we can get together you know to get in person that you know it's still very very powerful to yeah. meet and gather in any way and to share and hold space for each other to dance together even virtually you know and do rituals together mm-hmm. You know, there's still ways to connect, but it's so healing and powerful for women to gather, I always say, when women gather, magic happens. Yeah, I've been blessed to host circles for many, many years, and started doing retreats a few years ago, Egypt and Peru. Our Egypt is a little postponed right now, and hopefully, it will you know still happen. Uh, but there's something so powerful. I know whenever I've done circles, I have a theme usually. You know, where we're going to connect with our wombs or awaken goddess of love or abundance or the inner witch but I know that no matter what the goddess was of that circle it was actually the sharing and hearing that every woman her story might be different but it's the same path it's the same inner struggles it's the same you know we're all uh hoping to we have our desires we have our triumphs we have and seeing how much we actually share there's Mm. something so healing and powerful about that so how can women well I'm curious in your experience uh why is it so medicinal for women to gather
0: it's so when we're in the healthy feminine where there's no uh, masculine interference which is that we have to compete with each other we are there to strengthen each other, be vulnerable together. We are coming, connecting back to the Divine Mother through each other, because everyone is wanting to connect with the Divine Mother. Men crave women because they're craving the mother, and that's where, why there's also unhealthy relationships with ourselves and with others. So, how do we, like, we embody? I was in a beautiful. Uh, space with women a couple of years ago that was when when my journey also started and where we should were we're, it was a beautiful mentor from the U.S. Jayal and she does this womb breathing and we were also supporting each other and embodying the divine mother and how it is to be held so we were holding space for each other and all, all of us were crying it was so beautiful and Um, When we gather as women, we are going back to our roots, how it used to be, because we used to, uh, like we were surrounded by women, women gave birth around women, women Mm -hmm. uh, were teaching each other, they were supporting each other, and now we're so segregated and... When we come back to our roots, we feel like very comfortable in it because Mm -hmm. that's our natural state. That's why our hormones also connect in our periods. Mm -hmm. Like it's really we we, you know, like when you're giving birth, the if a woman enters the room, her her oxytocin. Oh, levels also go up. I didn't know that. Yeah, it goes really as the birthing woman's oxytocin is going up to contract oh, like the whole I just movement.
1: got goddess bumps.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're so connected, we don't know that, even on hormone level. So That's yeah. Right. And have you seen-
1: found that in your experience as a doula when you're helping women through their beautiful initiation into motherhood?
0: Mm-hmm. What that feels like it's the most magical space because it like you are entering like a divine portal. It's, I I was afraid the first time I, I had done my education and everything in certified doula, but I was like, what, what do I do? And what should I, what should I remember to do? And when I got in there, it was so natural. It's like, Mm -hmm. I've been doing it forever. And all of us have been in past lives, been participating in births Mm -hmm. because that, that was what was natural, mm-hmm. if our mothers gave birth, sisters, friends. And um, it is, you, you, you get elevated. It's mm-hmm. really, a, it's like, you know, when you go to like power places in the yes. uh, earth. Oh. Then, it's a power place. Right oh my there, God. Like you can be up for a whole night without feeling even tired when you're assisting. That so is really, so
1: beautiful. Yeah. What a blessing that you get to be in that space. Yeah. Oh, and yes. my question for you, my love, is for those of us, whether we're mothers or not, what have you learned that you could share with us about the power of womb men, Of you know, the Shakti of our womb, seeing women give birth. Um, but then also for those of us who are trying or are on the fertility journey or birthing other things, what have you learned about the Shakti in our wombs, no matter what our physical Uh, experience so far with motherhood and birth is that Mm. really inspires that we should remember and reclaim.
0: Yeah, I think it's really our womb is constantly in a cycle and Mm. we should definitely listen to her like how is our cycle? Like do do we know like how how is the nature of our womb and what is she telling us like how is our bleeding time how is mm-hmm. our blood what do we do with the blood that's really important as well and then understanding like now i know i'm in the end of my cycle so i know like everything is like dropping she's preparing mm-hmm. me to go into my winter and to go within and slow down and with all these retrograde that's perfect <laughs> <laughs> and i really feel it i'm really slowing down mm-hmm. and uh, and just know that we are always embodying we in in different times of our lives we're embodying the maiden the mother the crone and the the mothering is mothering yourself mothering others mothering earth Mm -hmm. mothering just to to mother like that's that's our nature even if we don't have children like you and me don't have children but we are still not yet (laughs) not yet but they're coming (laughs) exactly we're mothering in in a different way like and and uh, to connect with the womb is like it's it's really powerful to Mm -hmm. to listen i had that experience I, i i think it was after you and me spoke that I heard her clearly, like it was the first time oh, I heard her voice, no, not just of injured. your womb. Exactly. So mm. if we if we sit down and really talk to our body, if, if we're in pain or like mm-hmm. any body part but the womb, especially, and ask her, like, what do you need? What do I need? How, like, w- what is going on right now? she will tell you so mm-hmm. well <laughs> i love when you talked
1: earlier about putting the hands on the womb which is such a beautiful way to connect with her and uh for yeah. those of us in our menstruating That's years tough. the bleeding time she is really bringing our awareness to her is there another practice that you can share with us on really connecting with our beautiful womb maybe in yes. an embodied way
0: i love like i recently discovered like self massage like this the the belly and the womb space and Mm. you have like really great teachers but also youtube clips Mm -hmm. how you connect because we're so like we love to get massage right yes we never do it to ourselves like in 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 the ayurvedic practice of abhyanga like taking Mm. oil and Mm -hmm. and when you feel ungrounded or you feel like everything is like super thin you're like open you can, you can use this oil and around your womb and really, and also the pelvis, like have, have mm-hmm. you felt your pelvis even? Like
1: mm.
0: that and 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 give yourself that nurturing and the mothering
1: yes i can share as uh, yes, personal testimonials that because that's part of my culture the the oil massage usually we might use coconut or olive oil sometimes even though it's greasier uh, mm. but yeah it's been part of my upbringing and it's natural <clears throat> so even when you're a baby um, mom and grandma will just, and it's kind of tough too, they just like get in the baby and, and just rub them and sun is shining and babies just get these blissed out massages and it should it normally become part of your, your own self-care as you grow up. So it is very grounding, very nurturing. I, of course, like to add a couple of essential oils. Now with the womb, of course, as you said, there are beautiful uh, videos, but uh, do you find that it's, is there any, specific way that you like to do it do you like to turn it into a ritual or is it more like after your shower you can do it how can a woman really apply this in their lives as a sacred self-care practice
0: it can be it rituals can be beautiful but it can also feel like a a a specific like moment that you have to set aside you can just sit in your couch and instead of having your hands on the sofa you can right and then just circle around your belly and 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 the lower part of your belly mm. and just f- and both ways and feel maybe uh, go in deeper with with your fingers in your belly and feel what's like inside you can mm. feel your organs you can you can even push into your, mm-hmm. your right side of your rib you can feel your liver like why don't we do that we we in in like Chinese medicine that's one of the way to uh, diagnose also like wow um, or palpations Uh, and yeah just doing that and if you want to make it into a ritual you can do that with special oils and You can also steam, which is really, Mm -hmm. I love steam. Yes,
1: I'm really hoping one day to have a a beautiful, you know, Mayan womb practitioner, healer, goddess with us because the Mayans have so many rituals when Mayan womb and Mayan yoni steaming so that would be really beautiful to get more in depth with that with a priestess where that's part of her lineage um because these rituals are so so powerful but i do appreciate what you share that it can be a ritual if you want to make you know a moment out of it but then yeah. since so many of us you know right now people are sitting uh watching their netflix and uh, yeah. in the quarantine <laughs> lockdown yeah. or anytime when you're in front of the tv why not just use that as a time for some sacred self-care and of course i'm sure you probably want to say if you're pregnant uh not to do any room massage no, at I, that time right
0: exactly it's really yeah. sensitive and and it really stimulates uh, the blood circulation mm-hmm. so we don't want. Is there
1: a certain times a month when you're in your menstruating, um, you know, phases that you should or shouldn't, or should you change how you pressure you put on or when you massage?
0: Yeah, I think it's listen to your body intuitively mm-hmm. because it's also in Chinese medicine. Like during your uh, bleeding, uh, some th- there's different th- that they are the diagnostic tools, and one of okay. them is like you like the pressure or you don't like pressure, oh. That's your fullness or your, you have weakness in like mm. in or young or chi So like for me, when I, I have my period and I, I have like really still like pain, mm-hmm. I always take like something warm, but I can't apply pressure. Right. So it, yeah. it's, it depends on what your goal is mm-hmm. throughout the cycle, but like gentle, massage that is not very deep you can always do that to warm up mm. and staying warm is really important yes. your feet warm your legs your pelvis that that is really nourishing for the mm-hmm. womb.
1: oh yes i know in my uh, chinese medicine that uh, practitioners i work with a wonderful acupuncture she even eric ordered me um it's like a little sweater for your belly. It goes all around. And it's from uh, a beautiful uh, practitioner who does Chinese medicine. And I work with someone else. And I told told my acupuncturist about uh, this. And she's like, oh, that's good. You know, women back home do it. Where they even keep like this beautiful wrap, like a cozy, cozy wrap around the womb. And during my IVF, they always, one of the uh, secrets is getting cozy, cozy socks and keeping your feet really warm. Uh, yeah. Not putting any heat on the belly, obviously, during any treatments, but part of fertility uh, has always been the warmth, you know, the, to keep yeah. your feet warm because it's connected to the uterus and you want a nice, warm, and cold, cozy uterus. And in fact, sometimes when they're healing it, there's yoga for like healing a cold uterus, it's called. <laughs> you yeah, know, because say exactly. baby doesn't want to snuggle into a cold uterus, it wants to be enveloped in divine warmth. Uh, you yes. so know, I love, thank you for sharing the. invitation to keep ourselves warm and cozy yeah always important beautiful so beautiful Mm. well this has been so so luscious and I, i hope that our listeners our beautiful members will feel inspired to know that you know there's so many different paths to the goddess and to what you've shared with us is that we can honor our journey and be patient with the process. There's no pressure around, okay, how do I start? Because sometimes even that can be a little masculine of like, okay, now I know about Goddesses, what's my next step? But actually just to say that maybe she's just showing me right now this initiation that she's here with me. And in divine time, my connection with her might deepen. And eventually maybe you become a devotee and you serve her in your a good work but whether that connection is to be just for yourself or it ends up being I think even if we don't take a profession once we reclaim our divine feminine power and remember the goddess we do end up helping not only fellow women but we we're lifting and healing the collective as well mm-hmm. so thank you just so much for bringing that to us that the goddess can always be with us and we might not have known and then we can have an initiation where it's so clear that she's uh, our ally, and I, I so appreciate your sharing, you know, the blocks that can come up around self worth and self love, and taking the time to really heal them. And thank you so much for sharing that we can dance, uh, you know, as just one sacred feminine practice to kind of shake up that energy. I think um around the blocks to self-love and self-worth, and also to bring in the juiciness of the goddess. Mm. Um I so loved and appreciated the mothering, you know that we're here to to mother uh, the world either and ourselves. And that's been a huge lesson for me on the fertility journey is that mm-hmm. i i I, I want to be gentle and compassionate and nurturing and mother myself in my initiation into mothering. Mm. children yeah uh, so thank you so much for bringing us that sacred wisdom thank you so much for the wisdom of womb care and you know just reconnecting whether it's as simple as putting our hands on the womb or an intuitive massage and keeping ourselves warm I'm just feeling into some of the beautiful golden nuggets that you shared with us so that our mm-hmm. listeners can really walk away remembering um, and maybe they took away something different as well but most of all is for your light and your presence and your beauty and your wide open heart that is such a blessing uh, your sacred work in the world I would love for you to share um, any last message you have for us women as sisters especially in these times of just coming back to our goddess selves and then how if they want to go deeper with you they can find you and connect with you
0: mm, and thank you so much for everything that you just said and and yeah everything i feel the same i'm so grateful to uh, have connected with you and so appreciate your beautiful work and everything that you're doing it's it's powerful and uh, yeah i i think just uh, something that came to me now that you asked is that we should embrace all of ourselves also Mm -hmm. not try to be one thing and that thing only embrace just like the goddess has like thousand faces like that's you so embrace everything embrace your light your darkness and and darkness is not something bad light is not something good or bad like everything is and uh, yeah just just uh, yeah be with yourself and and know that You are exactly where you should be right now, and you're constantly evolving.
1: Mm, I just want to have everyone breathe that in and give ourselves permission to feel how we're feeling, to be as we are, and know that the Mm -hmm. goddess herself has been all of it, and embracing that. Mm Thank you for giving us, reminding mm-hmm. us that we have permission to do that. And yes, it's true that the goddesses, like uh, Ishtar, you know, she has her shadow. Inanna has her mm-hmm. uh, and, so, and But they are the same, right? It's they, they make a wholeness. And what's been so beautiful about the goddesses is that we can be so heart-centered, but we can wear our black, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. and we can be... Uh, The most like the Kwan Yin, Mother Mary, heart-centered Lakshmi. And then we can be badass warrior goddesses, uh, you know, who really know how to take a stand. They can be fierce and we can be queens and we can be, you know, humble uh, servants and priestesses. So it's just the goddess gives us permission, all of us, men and women, everything, however we identify, to fully embrace our humanity. Um, And know that it's all divine. So thank you so, so much for that beautiful reminder um, that we can, especially in these times, I think, you know, just to have more self-compassion and know that we're okay. We're all okay. All of us is good. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. And so if my sisters and brothers want to connect with you to go deeper, how can they find you in addition to your beautiful Love Positivism Instagram, which I, I hope everyone follows because it's just going to lighten up their day every single day.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, it's the Instagram and lovepositivism.com, my website. Mm-hmm. And I'm also the same name on Facebook and the podcast. If, if you want to hear from beautiful uh people like you who's been on it um so yeah i'm i'm on, on social media and websites so just connect with me if if i do different types of readings and consulting and and uh, and can you know, people work with you virtually if they want to yes and so and what uh, looks yeah, that look exactly. like it, so i do like different types of card readings oh lovely uh, yeah and and now next week i will be having a goddess yoga online oh ladies yeah, goddess yoga be, online let's find yeah, out so it will be early eastern time it will be like And that's going to early. be on law
1: positivism
0: yes i will post okay. it there and okay. yeah i everything is on my website so mm. Beautiful. Yeah.
1: I taught Goddess Yoga in Thailand, and it was so so magical. Yeah. So I know whatever you teach is going to be so beautiful, so feminine. Uh, just something really special happens when we invite the Goddess into yoga yeah. practices. So I'm so excited for the ladies who are going to join you
0: yes and thank you so much for inviting me here i'm so grateful i'm sending everyone blessings and love
1: thank you so much my darling it's been such Mm -hmm. a blessing to connect with you thank you so much for sharing your heart
0: your Mm -hmm. wisdom and
1: your journey with all of us and to all of our beautiful beloveds who have joined we hope that this has been just such a cozy tea time if you want to see more heart dialogues with fellow beautiful soul sisters where we talk about the goddess and the feminine Uh, please let us know in the comments and let Shereen know how she served you let us know your favorite part about the talk what you're taking away with you what you might be practicing what resonated definitely um let us know in the comments We, we would love to see how this served everyone and thank you so much for your likes and subscribes and for sharing this because you know our intention in this sacred work is really to connect with women serve women Empower women and create a sacred sisterhood, um, and of course, invite in, in our beautiful brothers as well who want to remember the divine feminine within themselves. Really, just creating this sacred community of love. Um, and we're so honored to have you all here you. Uh, I'm Saima your host and you can find me at flourishinggoddess.com and my beautiful sister Shireen thank you so much for being with us please visit her at Law of Positivism and follow her account because it's just uh, it'll make your day every single day <laughs> thank, thank you, you beloved sending you so much love thank you for joining us namaste my love